Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy V. It's 2021. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since the last one, the upcoming election episode. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. A lot has been going on in my life. So, I mean, with the holidays, uh, I had a few family emergencies. My grandfather had COVID. Um, he had suffered from a stroke back in the 2015 and he had gotten COVID shortly after I recorded that episode. And then my grandmother, just before my grandfather got diagnosed with COVID, my grandmother had a mild heart attack and then a subsequent stroke 10 days, 10 days later after the heart attack. So it was a lot of prioritizing. So my apologies um, to you all as listeners, but my family's next port most important thing to God to me so I gotta tend to them but everybody is good everybody's fine my, my two grandparents my father's parents and I was actually at the hospital last night today is the 7th of January 2021 I was actually at the hospital yesterday on the 6th my mom's mom was in the hospital admitted to the hospital with health complications as well so just been a lot of stuff that's been going on in my personal life but thank god everyone is fine my grandfather has made a full recovery um in regards to covid my grandmother as well from um my grandfather's wife my father's mother and my mom's mom was actually just discharged this morning so she has been well and it's been nothing but thanks and blessings from my family so we had the holidays and yeah but Nonetheless, everything has been going on well with me, my family, my son. I got a house. I know I mentioned that in my last episode. And I've just been blessed. I just can't even complain. I don't even want to just because I'm just extremely blessed. But what I wanted to do, first and foremost, I mean, welcome back to Talk Your Truth. This is your boy V, and we are back like we never left. This is 2021. This is a new year. We're going to do things different. We're going, we're going to move forward. We're, we're going to take everything that we learned in our past, each and every one of us, me included, apply it. So therefore, we don't have any mistakes in the, in the future. We do everything that we need to do to put ourselves in a more prosperous position. Talk your truth. It's going to be in a more prosperous position. My life, my finances, your life, your finances, your hobbies, the things that you are getting used to, the things that you are coming into, the seasons of bountiful fruits that you're going to bear from your tree. You are about to win this year. We're going to come up. It's going to be some struggles, but we're going to win. So this is V. This is your boy. Talk your, this is Talk the Truth. And we are back like we never left in 2021. What this episode really is. Just like the title states, this is um, really me just kind of reacting to everything that transpired yesterday. I don't know when you're going to hear this, but back in January, or if you're listening to her now, on January 6th was a big day. It was a very, very big day. Uh, my reaction to what happened yesterday with the organization of storming the Capitol building in the United States of America here in Washington, DC. For me, when I first caught wind of it, I was a little surprised. Not gonna lie. I was like, hold up, somebody's doing what? Like when you when you think about it, okay, someone's never bold enough or brash enough to actually try something. 
That's how I felt. But you know what? I was like, okay, let me just let me just tune in. So I scrolled through my Instagram. I, I looked through some emails. I brought up MSNBC, and I was like, oh wow, this is um, this is real. What I and immediately what I started to think about was for every alphabet organization: FBI, ATF, CIA, DOA, DOJ. With all of these alphabet organizations being having all of the intelligence and intel to categorize people or a community of people or even an organization of people as potential threats to society, to the normal way of life or the way of life that a lot of Americans want to lead, I found it very, very peculiar that nothing was really done to stop it. Um, and not much resistance was really given because I mean, back at the George Floyd assassination episode that I did last summer, I talk about the response from law enforcement, whether it be the national guard, the federal government or state and local government and how they had tanks and armored vehicles, the rubber bullets, the tear gas canisters, all of those things bringing in, people or law enforcement from other states to the Capitol in front of the Lincoln Memorial just to stand there covering their names, not even having name badges, covering their faces with sunglasses and masks, not even knowing where they're where they're from or who they are for the people who just wanted justice with what started with the late Breonna Taylor and the late George Floyd um, last summer. So it was a little peculiar to see that no one caught wind of this. And if they did, that there was little to no resistance even set up. There were no armored vehicles that I saw, and there was minimal security. I know that uh, at this point in time, it may have been inflated or conflated. I know that one woman was shot by a Secret Service agent, a woman that came through a window and didn't abide by the rules that the um, agent was telling her. But four people, to my knowledge right now, have been killed or who have died um, as a result of this. I know that I have a friend that stays in D.C. and Maryland, and he advised it last night on the 6th. It was um, a little bit more of what you would expect when it comes to the federal government's response and police force response to these types of riots because of what's happened within the past year, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement in those peaceful protests last summer. So when I saw the photos on Instagram and the videos on MSNBC of individuals breaking down the doors, breaking the glass, breaking into the Capitol building, breaking into people's offices, trashing them, stealing confidential documents and mail, specifically that from Speaker Pelosi's office, breaking the nameplate on the door. It just really made it, it took me aback. It took me aback to last summer. I don't have to go much farther than that. I don't have to go to Michael Brown. I don't have to go to Sandra Bland or I don't have to go to Eric Garner and even back to Trayvon Martin. I don't have to go back that far in my memory 
to remember a protest that was completely tr- treated completely different than what transpired yesterday. Yesterday, what occurred in January on January 6, 2021 was not a peaceful protest. I don't want people to get it confused to think that they saw something that they didn't, but this was not a protest. This is exactly what Trump tweeted about. Anarchists, thugs, people who are threats to American society and the American way of life. That's exactly what I saw on display yesterday. That's what I see when I scroll through Instagram. Breaking glass. Not like this is a Target. This isn't a Wendy's. This isn't a Macy's. This isn't a business in downtown that they boarded up when nothing even happened. It wasn't. This was a federal government building. Our tax dollars fund the lights in this building. I don't know if they actually do, but I'm just going to say it. They fund the lights in this building. The marble floor or whatever like that, stain that they have on the glass, if they have any. Our tax dollars go into that building some way, some, some way or form or fashion. And people chose to choose yesterday, the day of confirmation of presidential president-elect Joe Biden and vice president-elect Kamala Harris would be confirmed. The same day, which it should have been a monumentous day, not because of the confirmation of the vice president-elect and the president-elect, but a monumentous day because you had your first black senator from the state of Georgia, Reverend Raphael Warnock, win his election to be the senator in the state of Georgia. But also, it wasn't just him. You had your first Jewish senator in John Ossoff win in his election as well in the same state of Georgia. So it was a monumentous day. But it was overlooked and watered down by this. The ugly rearing of the head of an issue that too many people are just using the excuse that it's an isolated incident. It's not truly like what's going on. So you stole from offices. You destroyed federal property stole mail, which is already a federal offense if you open it up, but it's probably confidential information within said document, so it's even more of a federal offense. You're fighting National Guard after they were called in four hours later by Vice President Pence. And you ransacked the place, chasing federal police or federal security up the stairs daring them to do anything to you
it was at this point I'm not even surprised. I'm not disgusted like I was during the Amber Geiger sentence. I'm not white white truth and gentrification episode. I'm I'm not I'm not I don't feel like that. If anything, yesterday did exactly what I thought it would. My expectations were met yesterday. And if you're confused as to why I said my expectations were met, it's because I expected this. Not this specific instance, but I expected these people or people who feel like this to do something like this. These are the same people who occupy the space that looks down upon people who look like me, that use the excuse that they don't want their civil liberties and freedoms infringed upon to act a fool and just show their behind. That's that's what I expected. If anyone that's listening to this right now has any pride in this country, you own a flag, you have one outside of your house, on your car, on your mask because it's COVID, you should be embarrassed right now. I believe that you should be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you because that was an amalgamation of ridiculousness that I never thought I would witness. From what happened scaling the sides of the building to try and take down an American flag to replace it with a Trump 2020 no more BS flag to police officers opening the gates as if it's a concert and just letting everybody in to taking selfies with the rioters. This is why a lot of people on social media are calling for the defunding of the police. Because what yesterday showed me, it showed a lot of people, a lot of minorities, a lot of black people, is that you know as police, law enforcement, how to practice restraint. You just choose not to. It's something that we already knew. But to see it in application, I actually just told a friend this a a little while before recording this. It's like being in a relationship and that person that you're in a relationship with cheats on you or you hear rumors or mumblings or of it, but you don't know for sure. You just know the relationship ended. But then you see something on social media or you, God forbid, you see them in person with the person either that they told you not to worry about, that you were suspicious of, or the person that they lied to you about, saying like they would never do that. I know that feeling. My last relationship, I grew suspicious. 
Um, this is my relationship in college. I grew suspicious that my the young lady that I was dating, she was becoming fond of a young man. And I was growing suspicious. I was jealous. I mean, still sometimes now I may get jealous of somebody, but not to the same degree. I'm, I'm an adult. But I was told back then not to worry because everything was fine. I graduated May of 2016 from the illustrious Howard University. And I want to say by June 20, or not 20, 2020, 2016, my apologies. And I want to say by June 15th, I was dumped. And the guy that I was suspicious of ended up being her boyfriend. All pictures of me on Instagram came off and they were replaced with pictures of him and her. So that feeling that I just described, I have felt it. But I felt it again yesterday on a grander scale, a grandioso scale. Because something that I was always suspicious of, something that I always knew to be factual, but didn't have any physical nor visual evidence of outside of quote unquote isolated incidents, which I'll get to when I get to Biden and his reaction. But what yesterday had what yesterday showed me is exactly what I expected. Whenever, like what happened in Kenosha, and then the the young man who shot someone else, I can't even remember his name right now, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, I believe, where he shot someone or whatever like that, he was able to go back over state lines. That instance where he was able to leave the scene of the crime, leave the county and the state with a firearm back across state lines after committing a crime is exactly how I felt yesterday. Because... I already had a level of distrust anyway. I already had suspicions anyway. I knew you were cheating. Not my relationship. Metaphorically and generally speaking in regards to this instance, black people, we knew y'all were cheating on us. Y'all, We knew y'all didn't value us. We knew y'all didn't care about us. We knew this was an abusive relationship, but we continue to just stay. And hope that things are going to get better. But it didn't. We saw the example of how it is to not be treated like an animal. How it is to be treated like a human being. Tear gas was used a little bit, I believe. I know pepper spray definitely was. One person was definitely shot by a Secret Service agent. I already mentioned that. But pictures... No punches, no tear gas canisters or rubber bullets hitting people's faces, rearranging their facial structure to be more reminiscent of a Picasso painting like it was last summer with white people. White people got hit in the face with rubber bullets last year and tear gas canisters. Um, it's just exactly what I expected. You can practice restraint. You just choose not to. And this begs to ask the question where I've seen a ton of memes about it. I've seen a ton of 
like just blacked out backgrounds with just words on the front saying, we're not saying as a community, this is my words, these are the words echoed on, on language that I've seen on social media. We're not saying that you should shoot them. We're just wondering why you don't, you shoot us, but don't shoot them. Or we, why we aren't given the benefit of the doubt to not shoot is what the notion really is. Because there is not one demographic nor ethnicity on this planet that can do what happened yesterday and leave, boast, and go to Starbucks. There is not one person outside of the white community that could do that. Unless you're with them. Unless you're a part of that movement and you blend in and you're just there a part of that collective surrounded by a multitude of them, then there's no way you would know. There's no way that you would be able to get away with that is what I'm saying. As far as the embarrassment piece, I am so surprised that people are surprised. I'm probably more surprised at the fact that people are surprised that at this. Was I surprised? Absolutely not. You've already gotten that. The space in which I occupy in this country is that of an African-American man. I'm a black man in America. For 400 years, my community and people that look like me have been disenfranchised, overly policed, underrepresented and underappreciated, underprivileged, and just swept away until they need us. So the feeling of being second rate, the feeling of having myself, my family, my community, feeling less than somebody else because of the color of our skin, feeling like we're second rate, feeling like we're the problem because we have police officers just having conversations and convening near our houses because of my skin tone, how I walk, how I talk, my hair, my facial hair, or lack thereof. The best way I can depict this is because is 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 a lot of the movies that I actually grew up with taught me this in the 90s and the 2000s, watching your Tyler Perry movies, watching your New Jack City, watching your Fridays, the um, Juice, Boys in the Hood, watching all those movies like that, even though they were majority depicting black people and black struggles in those films, Whenever there was an instance with a white character, it was a completely different tone, even if there was animosity and issue amongst the black character, black characters in, in the movie. It was still different when they encounter somebody else. What, what best examples I can use right now as to why I'm not surprised and why I actually 
foresaw not not today, not yesterday, and I definitely didn't think I would see it this young into my life. But just a few movies over the last like two to four years: Detroit, Hidden Figures, Black Klansman, Django, The Best of Enemies, and Burden. Black Klansman was about the first Afri- first first and only African American. KKK Klansman. Stars Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington, opposite that of Adam Driver, who played Kylo Ren in Star Wars 789. Hidden Figures, Taraji P. Henson, um, Octavia Butler, and um, Janelle Monet played the three pivotal and very, very critical in, in women to send the man to the moon for the first time. If with NASA, Django, where Jamie Foxx is depicted as a former slave trying to find his lady, find his wife, who is Carrie Washington, and Leonardo DiCaprio did a fantastic job as a slave owner, slave owner, Mister Candy, and. Everything that was depicted in those films, Detroit, Best of Enemies, and Burden, I haven't even seen those movies. But I know that those movies apply to exactly what I just spoke about with the other films and exactly what happened um, happened yesterday. Because how these individuals feel, I'm sure you can find fictional characters or... Maybe they're not fictional characters. The characters in these movies, you can find a parallel between them and the individuals that did this yesterday on the Hill. Burden is about a movie of a Klansman who's convinced by his girlfriend to leave them. Prior to him being convinced and leaving, he pulls up on a, at a stoplight, beats a black man in his car at the stoplight just because he's black gets back in his car drives off Forrest Whitaker's a pastor and he takes in this white boy and helps nurture his soul and rid it of the hate that he's been spilled spewed into his mind and his heart since he was a child the best of enemies is Taraji P. Henson being a black woman at a riot in a protest opposite that of a white man. And he just looking at her like she's less than human. But because of her resilience and his internal yearning for understanding, they actually find a common ground and become the best of enemies. I want to share two conversations that I had with my coworkers. I won't be long. Um, the first conversation that I had was with a coworker. Was on the phone. He called. I mean, he follows me on social media and everything like that. And he just wanted to see how I was, how I felt, and everything. And I told him, I was like, yesterday was just probably one of the most disgusting days of my life because it just shows that. The restraint is there. It's not being used. The, the value of someone's body 
their opinion, their life. It's just not being afforded to some versus others. In that I completely understand why people say defund the police. I understand why people say you can't trust everybody. You can't trust those that are sworn an oath to protect you. Because just when you're doing something normal, they might kill you. They might target you. Or they just simply might make you feel uncomfortable. What the coworker told me was is that he used to work in um, hotels. And he had a former coworker when he was working at the hotel moved from New Zealand, an African-American man or African man moved to the United States and was like, Oh yes, I'm here. He was like, yes, this is wonderful. He was working in hospitality and he was like, you know what? I, I dreamed of America. I knew this is where I wanted to be. I think there are so many opportunities here for me. So after about a year and some change passes, he has a child. He tells my coworker, he's like, yeah, I'm about to leave. My coworker is perplexed. He's confused as to why. He's like, hold on, what? He said, yeah, man, um, once I got here, the smoke and mirrors was pulled back. This country is not ran the right way. We have all these, this universal health care over here, minimal, if any, type of prejudice and or racism in my country. Excuse me. With in my country... And I just, I, I have a kid now. That's, that's what he said. He said, I have a kid now and I'm just, I can't do this. I can take what I need, but I need to go back because the stress, everything here is just wrong. Second rate, being treated differently. It's no way to live. It's no way to treat people. The government treats you better there. They value you. You don't have to overwork yourself. You don't work to live at all. You live. You can work while you live, but you live. And you don't have to worry. The, 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 the government tries to alleviate as much of the worry and stress off of you as possible. And with that being said, I mean, it sounds, I told him, I was like, man, that sounds like a fairy tale. That sounds like a logical fallacy that I will never see. It sounds like something that's just straight out of a storybook or out of a dream. It isn't fair to think that. It isn't fair to believe that. It isn't fair to think that you can't attain whatever the new trailer is of the American dream. And I say trailer because... You don't know what the final film is going to be like because I don't know anything about it outside of the picket fence, the family, or anything. It just sounds super dated. So it needs an update just like a lot of other things in this country do. But the other conversation that I had I wanted to share with you is a text conversation that I had with another coworker of mine. I think he's a phenomenal man. And um, he's, 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 he's a dad like myself. And... He's white, but both coworkers are white. But he told me, we've had many of these conversations before, but what I told him was what happened on the Hill 
I believe should open people's eyes to the true face of America, or at least the America that is slowly revealing itself. His response is, yeah, it's sad. We as a nation attacking our own monuments and buildings. It's wild. And this is where the conversation hit a left turn. I said, forgive me, but I don't agree with the notion that this is, quote unquote, our nation. We continue this conversation this morning, and he asked for me to elaborate a little bit. Now, I'm going to paraphrase. This is kind of a long text, but just listen to what I'm trying to convey, please. I said, in the grand sense of where you live, where you're born, and where you have citizenship, yes, you are correct. This is our country. But beyond that, having had this feeling the way me, my family, let alone my community, has felt pretty much since I was a little kid, where you feel second rate, looked at differently, and that starts to creep that starts to creep in that, quote unquote, if you don't change, assimilate into another culture, change yourself for the benefit of others feeling better, end quote, then something is wrong with you. Even with the children in my family, they go to school. They have felt a blow of this. They have felt the brunt end of this where they have heard from kids that it's a problem. Their skin is a problem. The reasons that other kids don't want to play with them is because their hair is different or their skin may be different than theirs. A lot of the movies, like I just painted, I explained it to all of you guys, a lot of the movies that I watched as a kid actually shaped and showed me exactly what would happen on the hill. I just didn't think that it would happen. And I said that we, minorities, would get slaughtered for anything less than what just transpired. Law enforcement was originally found in 17, founded in 1704 to hunt down slaves, not to hold criminals accountable like it is preached today. This is an issue that was overlooked by America because of the excessive amount of attention given on those that are categorized as other. It's sad, but I know for a fact that if any other group were to do what they did today or yesterday, blood would have been shed Actions would have been shift and quote unquote order would have been shown. So to call this country mine when it doesn't show the liberties in action that that piece of paper called the Constitution says that it should lets me know that this American dream. It's a lie. A fallacy. Something to strive towards that truly you may never and probably will never get to 100 percent of. So if this is where I was born, live, and I hope that I don't die tomorrow or any other day just by trying to live life. Because since birth, I've had to move differently simply because of how I was born versus someone like you. And it's disgusting. He responded by saying, well said, and I have a lot of feelings going on right now. I haven't unpacked it all, and I don't want my knee-jerk reactions to get in the way of what I want to say. He said he's tired of the rhetoric rhetoric that comes from our leaders and has been trying to re-educate himself so therefore he can be a better man for himself, his family, his loving wife, and his beautiful son. He knows that he doesn't have the insight that I do because of the the color of my skin, the color of his skin, that we occupy two different spaces. He believes in the notion 
that character, moral, and ethics should be the benchmark. And in many places, he believes that it should. I'm not going to go into too much detail. But I don't believe that. I respect in that perspective and opinion. But I believe that too many people have failed to believe that the minority of people who act like those, that there's that there is a minority of people who act like those who did on the hill and treat people how I just described. They are just blissfully ignorant to all and all while allowing the notion and the idea of everyone being on the same level playing field and striving towards the same thing with morality and ethics. The same minority, quote unquote minority, showed up in 2016. It showed up in Alexandria. They showed up in Charlottesville. They showed up in a lot of different areas. They showed up yesterday as well. All the while, you may have closeted members continue to grow. I'm not saying that it's a problem for somebody to have their frustrations. But what I am saying is that this is continuing to grow. It's not going to dwindle. It isn't dwindling. It's not about fortune. This is about individuals feeling as if their civil liberties and freedoms are being infringed upon, whether it be two-way rights with gun rights, them not feeling like they're prioritized because other people are given some type of attention or some form of attention. How I see it is when things are overlooked in a child's life. If I grew up and my parents didn't rear me in the right way, didn't nurture me and and guide me in the right way, if they did that and there were things that I did, violence, brash outbursts, not have not knowing or having the mental and emotional capacity to deal with whatever I was dealing with. And I grew into being an unsavory individual as an adult. But then I were to do something. If, 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 if this fictional person were to do something unsavory to somebody else, the first question that most of us would think is, how was this overlooked? How did the family not know? How did the parents not see this? I told my friend that unfortunately I, I don't I don't know and I, it doesn't seem to be trending in that direction that things will change. Because for America to deal with what just happened yesterday, you have to deal and and, and deal with the the ugly face of your past. Because this is that child that was never sat down and given the attention that they needed to, so therefore they wouldn't practice certain things. That is what this is. That is what just happened. When law enforcement was founded, 
when this country was founded, it and the institutions were put into place, it may have been for the upliftment of whom was deemed as a citizen at that point in time. But times change. And it just shows that I don't believe that America is equipped to deal with it. Because if you deal with this, you have to admit your faults and admit your flaws. That you were over attentive, over policing to minorities when all the while you were emboldening individuals to feel and have the privilege that they used yesterday. It's unfortunate. Thoroughly. And to all the African American people and minorities, this is not our problem. The same way that people look at us whenever something happens to us and consoles, looks at you like, I know it sucks, but I there's nothing I can help you with. This is a this is a pivotal moment in American culture and American history. Yesterday was a huge day. I don't believe that a lot of legislation will really come out of this. I know that they're probably going to Biden and Biden had said that this, these are few instances. I don't believe that a multitude of instances aren't a pattern that goes against everything that I was, I was taught in the American education system. I don't believe that these aren't isolated incidents. It's a pattern. So you either deal with it or the pattern persists. Policies may come down the pipeline, but what I can tell you is that policies don't supersede what's in somebody's heart. And when somebody feels like they are being replaced even when I don't believe that they are. It's just that other people are getting the equality and representation that they so rightfully deserve. Today was a daunting day to watch the news. Yesterday, last night, not one surprise came. Only thing now is I have to prepare myself as a father to have a conversation about what just transpired. Because my son had a ton of conversations and I talk about in the George Floyd assassination episode where I had to tell my son that he couldn't be a police officer because of what he was witnessing. And now I have to revisit that within less than a year. And I have to show him Figuratively speaking, that you aren't as valued 
as who you see on this television. Because a little boy that looks like you named Tamir isn't here. He was nowhere near the capital. America. What's important? What is important? I don't want the rivers of Babylon running through the streets of Minneapolis, Washington, D.C., Charlotte, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, Kansas City, Missouri. I don't I don't want that. But your devil is showing. This was terrible. So I hope this opened a lot of people's eyes. I hope my words, the words that I share with my coworkers, or any of my feelings that I've shared on this podcast, this episode, or any other episode in the past, helps you to understand. If you're African American, if you're minority, I feel for you. And I'm just going to continue to pray that all of us will be okay. But I have a Mac. I have an Android phone. When Apple comes out with a new iOS, I need to update my Mac. When Android comes out with a new operating system, I need to update my Pixel. America, your update is long overdue. It's time to stop hitting snooze and download it. Everyone have a wonderful night. I've been V. You all have been wonderful. Another episode before the end of January will be coming. And that schedule will become more, that schedule will become more concrete. As always. Follow me on Instagram if you like, at theirs, T-H-E-R-E-S, only, O-N-L-Y, the number one, underscore V, as in Victor. And until then, I've been V. Y'all have been wonderful. I love you, each and every one of you. Be safe. Peace.